What up, what it is, what it will be. This is DOC on here with Hannah Goddess, and you are now tuned in to The Organics Broadcast. Topics ranging all the way from relationships to self-development. What's up? Hey, man. So I was posted up and I realized something really, really powerful, D. I was like, yo, the thought started coming to my mind that what makes the chick next to me different than me? What makes the man standing next to me different than me? What really? Okay, so like, check it out. If all of us humans are connected and we are technically all one, what really is the deciding factor as to what makes everyone their own unique flavor and sauce? And I started thinking about it and I realized that based on what a person thinks is going to determine what they deserve in life, their deservability factor. And that's really powerful, D, because the lady or the man that thinks, and you know, this could be used for any topic, but I'm going to just discuss, uh, let's, let's talk. I'm going to just discuss money and relationships right now. Okay. So if a person thinks that they deserve a million dollars, I really genuinely feel like they're going to do, and they're going to have the, they're going to have the software, the blueprint inside to, to get that million dollars to make it because they already are a million dollars because they feel it. If they feel like they deserve a healthy ass relationship, they're going to have and get and receive that because that's their blueprint. It's almost like that's their structure inside their brain. This is what I deserve, aka this is what I'm going to get. But the, the person on the side of the street, they, they're walking around not knowing who they are. And they're walking around, like, as an example, say the guy sitting next to the, the garbage can. He is feeling like he deserves to be where he's at in life. Therefore, that's what he's getting, a.k.a. his blueprint. Yo, what, what's your thoughts on this, man? Mm, you know what's crazy? <clears throat> this was actually something that I struggled with for a while. I was trying to determine whether I deserve certain things. And based off of what you said, you mentioned the blueprint, a blueprint within ourselves. That's heavy. That's real heavy. Strictly because it's true. Now you mentioned if someone is thinking something, if someone is thinking, like you mentioned with money, with where I'm, I'm running with money. Cause I, I like that. And the funny thing is the blueprint between getting money and not having it, is always based off of what you think. But everybody always tries to connect it to, you know, manifestation basically as to what you say, right? So I remember I remember this hit me one, one time, like four o'clock in the morning. This was probably at least three years ago, three, four years ago. This hit me like four in the morning. I had to get up and write this stuff down. And it was like, universe basically just connected. It's a bro, get a pen, get some paper, put this down because this right here is actually going to solidify everything that you need to know in life. At least for me, it was like what you say and what you think are two completely different things. What you say, the universe hears what you think the universe acknowledges and holds you accountable. I was like, Oh, Oh, hold up. So 
universe. What you mean? You were talking about the blueprint. So basically, whatever it is that we're actually thinking that solidifies that blueprint within ourselves is going to establish the energy and the habits that we develop and the actions that we take to make those things happen. You, a lot of people can talk about they want a million dollars. A lot of people can talk about they want uh, a healthy ass relationship, as you put it. But the question is, are they putting forth the real energy? Mm. And are they really thinking about it? You know what I'm saying? Are you really thinking about it? Do you really think that? Do you think that about yourself? Do you feel that you deserve it? Do you really think that you deserve it? When you say you deserve it, are you putting forth the action based off of what you're thinking? Or are you just talking that because you think it sounds good? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, and the crazy thing is, what you say can sound good, but what you think, if what you think doesn't match up with what you say, not a damn thing is going to happen to make it happen. Not a damn thing is going to happen to bring it to fruition because your thoughts are like energy waves. It's like, you know, what you think you're actually putting out there. And it's also what you're going to get back. You can say a whole bunch of stuff, but it's not really going to happen unless you fully think it, therefore put forth the action to make it happen. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, you know, like, what, what, what do you feel about Yo, that? Yo, D, you know, I love that you said that because here's what came to my mind. So if, and this is a very, very, very true fact, but you know what? I believe everyone's perspective, but this is truth right here. So at minimum, 95% of our life is dictated by the blueprint inside our subconscious mind. And that information was received up until, and this is a debatable uh, number right here, but up until the age of six years old, that information was stored inside the subconscious mind, which now dictates the current reality for that individual. So what happens is people try to change their blueprint so they can change their deservability factors so they can change their current reality and state as to how they're living. And so what you find, D, is you will see a lot of people go to seminars. Okay. Let's use seminars as an example. They go to seminars and they want to change their life. And they're like, okay, this seminar is going to change my life now. And this has happened to me too, as everybody else, when you go to a seminar, what is, so the subconscious mind, it operates in a very different way compared to the conscious mind. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is because if you see, if you're looking at your life and you're like, man, this isn't fair, like I deserve more, then you can look and decipher, okay, if I'm not receiving what I feel I deserve, where can I change that? You have to go to, the way to change it is to go to your subconscious mind where the information is stored, the blueprint. So you can now change. You can't change at a conscious mind on what what is re being received at a subconscious mind. So this is why I'm discussing this. So check it out. So when you go to a seminar, a seminar is powerful, but it is changing you at a conscious level. You're hearing new information. New information is being received and you're like, wow, this is powerful. And you're, you fill on a high for like a few weeks or even a few days and you go back to that same structure and way of being. However, the subconscious mind, the way that the subconscious mind changes, if you go back to when you were a child, how did you perform and learn new things and new ways of living? By repetition. 
when you were trying to learn your ABCs, when you were trying to learn a new uh, word to say, you were constantly repeating that information. So the subconscious works through repetition. And the more you repeat something, especially if you're going to sleep and you're listening to a specific thing or you're visualizing a specific thing, that stuff is going to get inside much easier because you're at an altered state of being comfortable before you doze off and go to sleep. So that's one way. Another way is, um, and you can learn more about this by uh, Googling Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's a really powerful person. He talks about epigenetics and whatnot. The second way is through uh, energy psychology or through hypnosis. So let's say the second way is through hypnosis. Uh, you can listen to something and it will bypass your conscious mind and you'll get into a hypnotic state and then you can learn a new program and a new way of being. They say it takes 21 days. In my opinion, it takes 21 days to start and to believe something new. But in my opinion, it's important to continue the hypnotic listening because you really want to make sure it gets in there and it really, really changes your way of being. So the last part is energy psychology. You can change your subconscious mind through energy psychology, which is uh, different forms of bypassing uh, what you believe and you can change a belief really fast. So one of the ways is muscle testing, D. So like you can find, and I actually got certified in this. So you can find out uh, through like the sway method. You can sway, you can allow your body to sway and to see what does your subconscious mind believe about a particular belief statement? For example, uh, does money grow on trees or money is the root of all evil? You can sway your body and find out what does the subconscious mind believe about that. And if it doesn't have the blueprint that you want, then you can now go ahead and use a factor of such as like there's specific ways of doing it, such as like eye rolls or different um different programs that you can actually find so many different energy psychology methods and you can now program that new belief and then you change your reality. So my, my reason in saying all that D is, you know, a lot of people, when they look at what they have in life, they're like, fuck man, like there's no way for me to change it. But for me, I'm just like everybody else when it comes to I didn't grow up knowing about like how to fucking change the subconscious mind. The only reason I even learned any of this is because I was like, dude, I'm really tired of being a victim. I'm really tired of looking at my relationships. I'm tired of looking at my life, my circumstances and wondering why does everybody have that? Why me? Why did I get the shitty hands in life? Like this is not fair. Am I just nobody that I don't deserve anything? All these really, really fucked up ways of feeling were inside of me. And I was like, and then one day, that's why I think um, when people get to their breaking point, D, that's why I think it's so powerful. Cause I got to my breaking point and I was like, yo, this can't be true. Like it can't be so that everyone else can have what they want. And I can't, what is different? And that is what led me down the path of discovering the subconscious mind, how to change programs in ourselves. So I think what it comes down to is most of us, unless we grew up with an elite class of people, 
uh, we grew up like in a, a type of environment where, you know, we had extra knowledge more than the average person. Most people don't know about this stuff. So it's really about if you don't like what you see in your current reality, you're usually hopefully going to take some initiative to find out how to change some shit. If you don't like what you're seeing, what do you think about that? Yo, that is the realest thing ever. The realest thing ever. The crazy thing about that is, and I will say this, it's also speaking for myself, it's the experience, right? So you gain that information based off of the experience. You got to the point where you got tired. You got to the point where you got fed up. And then you began to reprogram your subconscious mind or that, re, uh, what was it, reticular yep. activating system. And you began to see those changes by restructuring your mind, therefore restructuring your habits, and things started changing. For most people, as you said, if we don't grow up in an elite, uh, <clears throat> an elite group or a community where people have that knowledge, then we have to go through it. You know what I'm saying? You usually have to go through a bunch of the nonsense before you can actually discover the proper way to change that subconscious mind or that subconscious area in the mind. And I think one of the in most interesting things about that is we're either denied that information or denied that knowledge until we go through the experiences ourselves because we know the knowledge is there, but we find ourselves so caught up in the conscious, in the conscious area of our minds based off of everything that we see go through and we're caught up in that. But if you look at the individuals that actually have that knowledge that is continuously implanted within that subconscious mind, a lot of people talk about knowledge is power, right? No. Let's be real clear. Application of knowledge Ooh. is power. So you feel me? So when you have people, just like you were talking about, you have people that are, are given the information, have that knowledge, and it is implanted within their subconscious mind from from youth, that's where you can actually tell the difference between, let's just say like money, where we were talking about, we mentioned money before, finances. So you get the opportunity to see the individuals that have learned or have been given knowledge that will keep them at a level of prosperity for the rest of their life. Since they had the ability, and you mentioned this at the age of six, since the, in, from the age of six, where it is locked in into their subconscious of how to save. And this at a young age, they're giving this information and locked in because they're seeing this stuff repetitively. They're seeing it from their, their mother, their father, their uncles, their grandpa. You know what I'm saying? People within their community, they're seeing on a regular basis. So until the age of six, seven years old, they have the ability to actually look and see and take in all this stuff that is going to be locked in, all this knowledge that is going to be locked into their subconscious. They don't have to go through the crazy experiences of, you know, having to go through life to find out what is necessary to change what they need to prosper or what they need to succeed. No, they're seeing it right there into the age of six. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're given more information that is already based off of what is locked into their subconscious. So it becomes even more solidified. But we go through the things, we, we have to go through those experiences. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going through those experiences, but 
I think it's really, really crazy and really, really amazing what we don't realize about the subconscious thought process until we see the differences between those individuals that are wealthy and remain wealthy and have those those thoughts locked in, not just because they were given a silver spoon, but they were given the knowledge necessary to remain in that point of prosperity in their life and then have the ability to give that information mm. back on, you know what I'm saying, to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. So our ability to change, you're absolutely right. When it comes down to the subconscious mind, it's about repetition because from our age of conception until the age of six, we're seeing stuff. Therefore, it is being continuously and repetitively grounded into us. And then everything else begins to make, you know, creates the makeup of who we are and where we will go, especially when it comes down to us being creators. Imagine you having the information that you have right now at the age of six seven years old the information that you have right now at the age of six or seven years old now all of a sudden you have been given basically the god code Mm. you have the god code within you you already had it because your imagination was your imagination was huge at the age of six or seven but imagine if you had this information right here it's not a thing of wondering if you deserve You know what I'm saying? If you deserve something, no, you automatically have it solidified within you. And a lot of this, there's people that actually have this knowledge and have it solidified within them. But then you have other individuals that have gotten caught up with so much of the nonsense in society that has them doubting the God code within themselves. Therefore, they begin to question whether they are deserving of what they have the ability to create. Fire, man. Man, you drop in those nuggets, though. Oh, my God. You know what, D? It's crazy because when you look around at the people, when I see people and I listen to what they're saying, say I'm at an event or last night, you know, I was hanging out with a few people and I listened to the words that came out of their mouth. I could see and feel and understand, Okay, you have what you have based on how you are operating. Like some people, when you hear the words that come out of their mouth, no judgment, it's just obvious and facts. It wasn't always obvious to me, but now it is at this point in my life. When you hear people like, for instance, they're like, oh man, um, I'll use this as an example. The other day I was hanging out with a friend and she's like, oh man, she's like, uh, I don't feel good. She's like, you know, like, uh, like a bunch of stuff has been happening in my life. And she kept saying, I don't like, I don't have like, man, this sucks. Like all these negative statements. Now here's the thing. It's okay. Like, like we discussed in one of the last episodes, it's okay to feel all range of emotions. You were put here to feel all range of emotions. Now here's the thing though. Even though you were put here to live and feel all range of emotions, don't get it twisted. Whatever you are fixated on, the, you have two vibrational realities. You have a reality based on your level of fear and you have a reality based on your level of love. So if you are fixated on the vibrational reality of you at that frequency of love, you are going to continuously receive 
more and more and more better and better and better awesome powerful things in your life but if you are fixated on that vibration and frequency of fear you are going to keep receiving more and more and more shitty 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 things happening in your life so yes it is true that you are supposed to feel all range of emotions because you don't want emotions to get stuck inside your body because you didn't allow it to process. Here's what I would say. What I would say is this, okay? This is like a template right here to really process the way that this world operates. Say if you dealt with a breakup and you're dealing with a lot of heartbreak and you have a lot of pain inside of you, the best thing to do is to feel that emotion, feel what it feels like to, to miss that person and feel that range of emotions of you not feeling good. And that might take you uh, anywhere from a week to a few weeks. But here's what I would say. After you allow yourself to process that pain and to get that pain out of you by really feeling the emotions in a matter of one to two weeks, you should really allow yourself. And I can't tell you how long it's going to take for you to process your own pain. But at some point, you have to put a cut and a stop to it. You got to realize, okay, I've cried my ass off. I've felt so shitty for the last two weeks. I am now putting a stop to this and I am choosing to realize I deserve to feel better. At some point in time, when something fucked up happens, you got to put a stop to it and realize, okay, I need to feel good now. I need to feel good. Then you are tipping the scale for your vibrational reality to start feeling good. So you allowed yourself to process whatever you were feeling so that the emotion did not get stuck or trapped inside your body. But now you are realizing you are co-creating your reality. So you must start to feel good as much as you possibly can if you want the tipping scale on your favor. Now, a lot of people will tell you, well, you know what? Bad things keep happening, keep happening. I would say that is a blueprint inside the, the cells inside that person's body to think that because the other person could be thinking, no, you know what? Things happen, but things are always working out in my favor. Everything that happens in my life is working out in my favor. That's right. Everything that happens in my life is working out in my favor. I don't give a fuck if the hardest shit happens and somebody else would that would have knocked them down to that person that has that belief that everything is working out in my favor they are going to allow themselves to move seamlessly through the emotional scale of feeling crappy to feeling better because they understand whatever emotion they are fixated on is going to dictate their reality. So there, so the two people next standing next to each other, one of them is going to continue to feel shitty and they're going to continue to attract shitty things into their life. The second person is going to process the emotion and start realizing, okay, I need to start feeling better now. And they're going to uh, change the tipping scale in their favor to start feeling better. And what's going to happen? They're going to focus on feeling good. Now, if you have dealt with something painful, how can you get to the tipping scale of feeling good? Here's what you can do right now. You can realize you have so much shit to be grateful for. I don't give a fuck where you're at in life. There is something in your life right now, or else I would not be yelling on this podcast right now out of passion. There is something in your life right now that you have to be grateful for. If you got toes my brother, if you got uh, hands, my sister, if you got 
if you have ears, if you can think, if you can speak, it, whatever you have, there is something you have that the other person does not have. You can begin to fixate your mind on what you do have, and that can allow the tipping scale to move in your favor by focusing on what you're grateful for. Gratitude can get you out of the shittiest feelings, the shittiest depression in your life by focusing on what you feel good for. You can begin to put your mind and start focusing on every single aspect of your body. It's like a mindfulness meditation where you start at the beginning of your feet and you move all the way up to your head and you focus your consciousness on the different parts of your body and you send love to it and you give gratitude for all the things you're grateful for and you begin to feel it. Like I remember when I first did this, Dee, I was focused on every single part of my body and I started crying because I could literally feel my feet and uh, my stomach and the different parts of my body. I could feel it talk to me, D, and it was telling me, it was like, man, like I never gave thanks to it. Like, it's almost like I have operating systems in my body working for me 24 seven and I never even thanked it. I never thanked my elbows for moving properly. I never thanked my ears for hearing. Like I never gave thanks to the different parts of my body for doing what it does automatically on autopilot. Can you imagine what that feels like? Imagine for a second right now, that you are a different part in your body. Imagine that you are your ankles. And can you imagine what your ankles would feel that it works for you on autopilot and you have yet to once say thank you to something working for you on autopilot? How would you feel if it was reversed? So you, you can begin to feel grateful for the small things and it will allow you to feel better and better and better and better. And guess what's gonna happen? There is going to be a ripple effect that is going to occur in your life that is going to bring so many fucking magical things because magical things happen on a daily basis. Okay. Miracles happen on a daily basis. These are not random events. These are miraculous events every day. And you're going to realize that the more you fixate your mind on all the things you have to be grateful for right now. So here's, here's another thing I want to say before I get this back to D is when you, when you are going through something, realize that it is in your favor that if you can start realizing what you have to be grateful for, allow the tipping scales to move in your favor so you can focus on what you are appreciative about. And what's going to happen then is with your deservability factor, that's how you can start to change and alter what's happening in your life because you get what you think you deserve. If you think that you deserve, if you have been single for 50 years and you think that love, that you still have some type of feeling that, hey, you know what? I still deserve to have a wife. Like I still want to get married at some point. I still want to have love in my life. You can have that. You can have, be, or do anything that you want, but you have to allow yourself to begin to really, truly believe it. And you don't have to start with stuff that's hard. If you don't think that you deserve a healthy relationship, don't even focus on that. If it's going to make you feel some type of way, just focus on what you believe is true that you can be happy about right now. And that can move the tipping scales in your favor so that you can start to attract what you truly deserve because you are a co-creator. You deserve the fucking world. We are limitless beings. We are limitless beings. We can have what we want. There are people on this planet right now 
that are living exactly how they want to live because they feel they deserve that. And we can have that as well. Mm. Yo, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I wish, I really do wish that I had that, uh, that reggae, that reggae horn, that <laughs> like all that, <laughs> all that was fire. Oh my God. Look, first and foremost, that was crazy. There was hardly anything else that needs to be stated. <laughs> the, the, the craziest thing about that is, simply put, gratitude can change your latitude in life. That's crazy. Gratitude can change your latitude in life. And I always tell people, I always tell people, even if I'm in a funk, if I'm not feeling good, if my day was crappy, people will say, oh, how's everything going? I always say, yo, I'm still breathing, so I'm still winning. Mm. Basically, meaning if I still have the ability to breathe, if I'm still able to breathe, if I'm still able to take in oxygen, then it is an opportunity for me to still be able to conquer my life. It's still the opportunity for me to be able to do whatever the hell it is that I need to do. And one of the, oh my God, one of the most beautiful things that you mentioned about was having the gratitude of just being able to get up and move. People think about, oh, am I deserving of this? And I'm, I'm guilty of this at times myself. I begin to question whether I'm deserving of certain things. But you made one thing very, very clear. You said, number one, have thanks that your feet still work. Be thankful that you can still wiggle your fingers. Be thankful that you can still move your head side to side. Be thankful that you still have the ability to think. Be grateful that you have the ability to even imagine yourself getting out of bed, walking down the stairs into the front door. Because some people don't even have the ability to make that move in a swift manner or fashion. So when it comes down to questioning whether we actually deserve something, you have everything that you need to make those desires come true because you still have the ability to move. If you don't have the ability to, to, to move your arm, guess what? You might have the ability to move the other. If you can't move your arm, if you are armless and you have legs, be thankful for that. If you ain't got legs, if you ain't got arms, guess what? Be thankful you still have a heartbeat because there is a ground full of people that do not have that opportunity. Have you ever watched those YouTube channels, uh, YouTube videos where you'll see the individuals in the gym and they'll be missing an arm or they'll be missing a leg and they're still running marathons or they're in the gym getting it in? Yeah. There is no excuse. There is no excuse to question whether you deserve anything, because if you have the ability to put the work in, you have the ability to actually get what you desire. Point blank, period. And every single time I look at those videos, I see those people being grateful for the life that they have. Therefore, they have the ability to give life to the next person. So everything else I, I, I have nothing else to say because you, you basically... <laughs> you know what? Me. I want to say this. By us having these podcasts, it allows mine and D's vibration to ascend to the next level. This helps 
my week to start on a really powerful wavelength. And so you right now listening to this podcast, realize that whatever words you are speaking out loud really allow you to change the tipping scale in your favor. If you are not doing podcasts, which you don't have to, speak out loud proclamations, words of life into your being. And what I mean by that is when you wake up in the morning, if you can, if, if you're allowed to be loud at your house or wherever you're at, and I'd hope you'd be able to be yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am fucking grateful for who I am. Like you, you can feel yourself being grateful and you speak it out loud. Whatever you speak out loud with a lot of feeling behind it, it's power to your being, man. Like that's why affirmations don't work for people because they look in the mirror and they're like, I am happy for life. I am happy for life. But now you got to speak it with emotion. You got to say, I am happy with life. And you feel it in every fiber of your being. So I don't care where you're at right now in life. I want you to realize that today you can start changing and tipping the scale in your favor based on how you feel. Realize that this is a planet based on how you are feeling. If you don't get anything else today, realize that you can change what you think you deserve in life based on how you are feeling. It can change at any given moment, and that's up to you. You are a co-creator. It is up to you to make decisions based on how you are feeling. And here's the thing. Feelings can lie to you, okay? If you feel crappy, realize that those are memorized emotions in your body. And I, I want to say this so that I can really give this other nugget away to you. If something happened when you were younger and it was a painful event, something can happen in your life 20 years later that can trigger that same painful feeling inside your body. And it can make you think that you are re that that event is reoccurring based on what happened in your past. So these are memorized pains inside your body. And what I'll say about that, and we'll talk more about this later, is the memorization of pain is inside and trapped inside the body. So when other painful events happen, it reawakens that painful memory that initiated first when you were younger. So realize you can't really always trust your emotions, man, because these are memorized ways of being at a cellular level inside your body. So what you can do to break free from any fucked up moment in your life is to just practice gratitude. And so the beautiful thing about today's podcast is we touched on the subconscious mind. We touched on how can you change your subconscious mind? We touched on you get what you deserve in life. What are you able to receive in life is dictated on what you feel you deserve. Yo D it's been a pleasure, man. I'm really looking forward to next week, next week's podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Definitely looking forward to it. Love all you love you, man. Love everybody that's listening, man. Let's get it. We appreciate you hanging out with us this week. Tune in to us every single Sunday for that fresh new fire coming at you live.